Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability explicit or implied shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Draw me close to you. Never let me go Lay it all down again To hear you say that I'm a friend You are my desire No one else will do No one else will do Good day. The Almighty Creator desires a deep personal relationship with you. If you don't believe the Creator exists, He has said concerning you, Why would I want someone to spend eternity with me when they do not believe I exist? So if you don't believe in you living life with some expectation that something pleasant will happen at the end of your life, I would urge you to think again. It's really pretty ugly if you die as an unbeliever. If you're a believer and not actively seeking to serve the Almighty, then he said concerning you, why would I want someone to be close to me in heaven, which inherently means I will give them great prestige and authority if they do not have a deep personal relationship with me and have not proven to me that they can be trusted in this life. So if you're at some level a believer and you're coasting along thinking that something pleasant is going to happen at the end of your life, again, I would urge you to think again. You need to make an effort to build a relationship with your Father in heaven. So this current series, Our World Today, History, The Real Facts, Part 3, And all of this in the context that the Almighty has said, I created human beings, this planet and this universe, for men and women to be my friends, my companions, to explore and learn and develop together. My greatest grief is that almost no person understands this, let alone seek such a relationship with me. An overview of tonight's program. The overall topic, Adam as ruler, rebellion and falling away. We will see that Adam was intended to exercise dominion over Satan. It will be pointed out that by obeying Satan, Adam gave authority and dominion on earth to Satan. We will note that as a consequence of this act, Satan became the mighty one or God of this earth. It will be shown that the only way a human can succeed with the Creator is to have victory over sin. We will observe that Yeshua, Jesus, is the only human being who has fully achieved this goal. We will note that after his resurrection, Yeshua delegated his authority to those who followed his example. We will note that very few understand this. We will go on to discuss the so-called flood and how it happened, starting with degeneration into gross sin. We will recognize that Noah and Yah agreed to destruction of the sinners by a flood. We will hear that Yah deflected an ice comet to strike the earth, and Noah built a boat. 
It will be explained that the ice comet struck the Earth and melted, flooding the Earth. We will learn that the impact knocked the Earth off its circular orbit around the Sun and off its vertical axis. We will discover that this gave rise to massive tsunami waves. We will see that the core of the Earth heated and expanded, and the water drained off the continents. Reference will be made to a suite of videos that sets out the above in great detail. By way of introduction, who am I? James Robertson. I have a doctorate in engineering. I was a strategic management consultant in South Africa for about 25 years, and I'm currently a business executive in the UK. I have over 26 years experience of actively seeking to draw close to the Almighty, following a dramatic encounter with him on the 12th of March 1993, when he spoke to me audibly in a locked room. What is End Time Issue Ministries? It's the organizational vehicle for delivering my message through email articles, websites, this radio program, and physical books. What is this program? The Creator desires a deep personal relationship with you. It represents the essence of my message. See the website www.endtimeissueministries.org for more information. That's www. Dot e n d t i m e i s s u e m i n i s t r i e s dot org. Questions from last week's program, Philip. All this talk about Satan is confusing. I suppose to a point, it, it it probably is confusing if you've never really understood Satan the way I'm describing it. There's so much wrong thinking and wrong teaching about Satan and the satanic and the demonic that uh, what I have to say is very contrary to that. So I can understand that it could be confusing. Question number two or comment number two, Saul's life is life. Well, I guess you can look at it that way. Uh, what I'm hoping to communicate is that there are very definitely different ways of living life with very, very different consequences. Point number three from Mary. I think we need a recap of the show or a follow-up. You've brought us many a different teaching that can be things to cover more. So I'm going to cover the second half of last week's teaching. I'm going to go over it again in a lot more detail. Uh, in response to this feedback. Uh, Lois, this was too much all in one show. Can you break this down a bit more for us, please? Again, I'm going to go into more detail tonight. Gad, I have to agree. This was a lot to process in one program. Would you go over this material again? So uh, on that basis, I've uh, taken the second half of last week's show and we're going to go through it in more detail, a little bit more spacing, a bit more content. Hopefully that will respond to these points. Further response to the feedback from last week's program. <clears throat> Something that, um, a point that was made and perhaps not made clearly enough is that humans were given free will. And as a consequence of this, Father does not know what is coming next. There's a lot of misconception that the Almighty is all-knowing, all-seeing, and that he has, that, you know, the, he's ordained the, the end from the beginning. Um, there's a lot of thinking which suggests that we're just uh, puppets in a, a, a performance which he has scripted from the beginning and that we actually have no free will. And the, on the absolute contra contrary to that, We've been given free will. Father has said to me on a number of occasions as I was learning this, James, I don't know what you're going to do next second, let alone what you're going to do in a year or 10 years' time. He created us to learn and discover with us. He gave us intellect and gave us free will and reasoning, the ability to make choices. And we're free to exercise those choices every moment of every day. If you go back a few months and listen to my teachings on prayer, you'll see a lot of those prayers are about giving Father permission to act in your life. But even then, all He can do is give you guidance, 
give you wisdom, give you understanding, give you favor. But he cannot force you to do something against your will. He does not know what you will do next second. So there is divine order in heaven, but not on earth. If you are going through life thinking that you are playing out a script, please rethink. It's up to you. It's your choices. The comment was made to me, so why try? Well, if you listened to the last broadcast, there was uh, quite a lot of heavy stuff. And I guess that could ask you, you know, get you to say, well, why would I try? Well, that's exactly what the satanic realm is hoping you'll do. But there are great rewards and great reason to seek to draw close to Father and to live life according to his standards. And we've talked quite a bit about that on previous programs. I'll touch on it again tonight. Further comment, it all seems too big. What could I possibly do? It all seems so futile. Well, you could go that route, and I would encourage you not to. If you pray the prayers that I've advocated, that, Father, I ask you to lead me by your Spirit every second of every day in every possible way. I ask you to bring the people you want into my life. Take the people you don't want in my life out. Open the doors you want open in my life. Close the doors you want closed in my life. And so on and so on and so forth. You can give Father a huge amount of latitude to guide you and help you. If you pray the right prayers, you will be filled with His Spirit, filled with His wisdom, it's absolutely doable, folks. It's absolutely possible. But you have to believe and you have to take the necessary measures, pray the necessary prayers, be obedient and seek to be led by His Spirit. There are huge rewards, thrones in heaven, huge prestige, huge esteem, huge authority in heaven for eternity. It's worth going for. It really is. So returning to chapter 3, which we looked at last week, where we spoke about Adam as ruler and then rebellion and falling away. We said that to, when Adam was put on earth, he was put on earth to rule over Satan. Adam was placed on earth to exercise Yah's authority on earth as Yah's agent or representative, as a ruler to exercise dominion especially over Satan and his horde who had been cast down to earth. Folks, this is so important. Until one gets a real realization that we are intended to rule on earth in the spirit realm, we'll be pushed backwards and forwards like, I don't know, like flotsam on the sea. It's only when you understand that you are called to be a spiritual ruler on earth and Father has made everything necessary for you to do that, that you will start to see things differently. So we then saw that Adam gave authority to Satan. So the minute that Adam disobeyed Yah and did what Satan proposed by eating the forbidden fruit, Adam became a servant of Satan and unable to have authority over Satan and his horde. Folks, there are all sorts of weird teachings about what fruit it was and was it fruit and etc. Folks, that's the, the, not the point. The point is, Father told Adam to have dominion over everything on planet Earth. And Adam obeyed Satan and therefore became a servant of Satan, made, gave, gave away his kingship to Satan. And so Satan and the satanic realm and the demonic realm have been reigning on earth ever since then. They've been in charge. You ask why the world's a mess? Well, that's why the world's a mess, because Satan's in charge. You ask why there's so much disease and hatred and wars and what have you? It's because Satan's in charge. The vast majority of the population of this planet are not in any way serving Father Yah, the Almighty Creator. They're serving Satan. They may be nice, good people, 
But if they don't believe that the, the, that the Almighty exists, they are de facto, by default, servants of Satan. They have a relationship with Satan. And even the believers, unless they make a real effort to deal with their sin, are still servants of Satan at some level while they've still got sin in their life. So we see that Satan became the mighty one or God of this earth. So Satan became the mighty one, the God of this world, and he's ruled on earth ever since over all children of Adam, except those who gain mastery over sin and actively serve to seek the almighty creator, those who are known as overcomers and friends. Folks, it took me a long time to figure this one out. When I initially started to say to people, it is possible to live a life without sin, people told me I was crazy. They challenged me. They tried to prove to me that only Yeshua, Jesus, was perfect and that we had no hope. And therefore, we should just accept the fact that we went around sinning. And I've progressed to that. I debated it with people. And the more I did that, the more I came to realize that fundamentally serving the Almighty requires that we deal with our sin. It requires that we change the way we think, the way we behave. It requires that we pray very specific prayers, which I've talked about in previous programs. It requires that we get free of demons. It requires that we take authority over the forces of darkness. Now, you may listen to that and say, my goodness gracious me, that sounds really difficult. It's not as difficult as it sounds if you do everything in the seven steps to coming to a close relationship with Father, you'll find that you'll get close to Father quite quickly. And it's worth it. If you end your life as an overcomer or a friend, you will sit on a high throne in heaven for eternity with great authority, great esteem, great rewards. Folks, it's worth taking a little bit of inconvenience in this life. It really is. And so we see that the only way to victory is victory over sin. The only way that a human being can escape the clutches of Satan is to eschew sin, reject sin, and defeat the forces of darkness in their life by achieving a deep personal relationship with the Almighty and living a life above sin. I can't stress this enough. It's totally possible. If your fundamental definition of sin is the Ten Commandments, well, then stop breaking the Ten Commandments. So the first thing is worship only Father, only Yah, the eternally self-existing. Stop worshiping Yeshua. Second point is no idols. Don't worship the Bible. Don't worship your pastor or your church or your denomination or whatever. Worship Yah alone. Don't take the name of Yah in vain. Don't use words like Yahoo. Don't have a Yahoo email address. Don't call him God or the Lord. I've talked at length about all of these things in previous programs. It's not that difficult. But there are tra traps. So, for example, somebody asked me the other day about using... Uh, inter-uterine devices as a contraceptive technique. Don't do it. They cause abortion of the fertilized ovum. That's murder. So if you're using abortive contraceptives, whether they're chemicals or whether they're physical, you're a murderer. You're breaking that commandment. You need to repent. You need to go to Father for forgiveness. You need to deal with it. Once you know about it, you're not going to do it again. And so it goes. There are things like lusting and coveting and lying, etc., all need to be dealt with. They can be dealt with. It takes an effort. We see that only Yeshua has fully succeeded. He's, only Yeshua has fully succeeded in achieving the goal of living a life above sin. He was born with no earthly father and therefore no bloodline curses, and he lived and died without committing sin even once. As such, his victory elevated him to the position of king of all ki human kings and lord of all human lords. 
there's so much misconception about Yeshua Jesus. And and his name is Yahushua, not Jesus. Jesus is in a, a blasphemous name. So much misunderstanding. He wasn't God in the flesh or deity or any of those things. He was a hundred percent human. He came with the advantage that the spirit in him had lived with Yah since the first spirits were created and therefore knew what was going on with Satan. And therefore it was much easier for him to overcome and resist Satan. But he still had to resist sin. He still had to fight against sin every day. Covetousness, lust, everything. Pride. And even when he was dying on the stake, he didn't sin. He died a terrible death and he didn't sin. And so because of that, he became king of kings and lord of lords. Yeshua delegated his authority. After his death, Yeshua was instantly resurrected because death had no hold on him. And he was granted all authority in heaven and on earth. And since he was leaving the earth, he would have no authority on earth. And so he immediately delegated his authority to those who followed him. That is, those who followed his example and sought to live a life without sin. Thus, those who truly believe and are in right standing have delegated authority to deal with the forces of darkness. If you are truly a servant of the Almighty, if you are truly, therefore, a servant of Yeshua, you walk in the authority that Yeshua delegated to such people. You have the authority to cast out demons. You have the authority to speak healing into situations. You have the authority to walk in the gifts of the Spirit. You may not be walking in any of that, because maybe you didn't know it was available to you. Maybe you haven't had anyone to teach you how to do it. Maybe you haven't done the cleansing processes that I spoke about a month or two ago. But it is all there available to you if you step up to the plate and do what's necessary. Combat sin in your life. Clean up your life. Dedicate your life to Father. It's up to you. You can go and play games the worldly way or you can devote your time and your energy to serving Father and seek to win a high throne, a position of great esteem for eternity. To me, there's no contest. There's, no, there's nothing to decide. It's, it's, it's so clear. So we were looking at Adam as ruler, the rebellion and falling away. In nearly all cases, those who have at some level had a revelation of this authority have still been corrupt and in sin and error. But until recently, that's 2003, Father granted grace or chen with regard to this. This has resulted in a situation where believers think that the gifts and authority that they are exercising indicates they are in right standing when, in fact, it does not. This chin or grace has now been withdrawn for the reasons explained in the article on the website called Withdrawal of Grace. In order for Father to secure a judgment against Satan to send him to the pit for a thousand years, it was necessary for all grace to be withdrawn. This has now resulted in a situation where mature believers are falling into greater and greater error. See the article on the website. Why are so many mature, committed, sincere believers in such gross error? This descent into error over the past decade and a half has led to increasing demonization of believers. See the article, Demonized Believers Who Hate Truth. To find these articles, go to the article search panel in the right-hand sidebar on the website and type in the name of the article. So, a lot has happened in the spirit realm in the last 20 years. Grace was withdrawn. Satan was arrested, brought before the court of heaven, sent to the pit for a for, for thousand years. 
and a whole new spiritual dispensation was ushered in. We see that very few understand this, and, and uh, looking at the comments of last week's program, we see that uh, people are finding this quite a heavy, and uh, I hope I've, I've elaborated a little bit more. I hope this has been helpful to those who listened last week or the week before. Very few people understand this, and those that do attempt to walk in this authority are often compromised by the level of sin and error in their lives. I hope that as you read this, you will be challenged to step up to the mark that Yeshua has set and seek to live a life above sin, and in so doing, draw very close to Father Yah and come to a place where you can reign over evil on this earth. Folks, if you go back to the previous issues of this program, either on the website uh, there's a menu item near the bottom of the menu on, about the radio program. You'll find all the back issues there. Also on the uh, uh, relationship with your website, you'll find all the back issues there. If you go back two, three months and listen to or read the, the... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The uh, transcripts are all on the website. Go back and listen to or read the articles on seven components of drawing close to the Almighty, you will find in a concise package a whole bunch of guidance as to what you need to do to clean up your life, clean up your act. If you do everything there, if you do the eight-day uh, water-only fast with uh, anointing, shaving, immersion on the first, seventh, and eighth days, uh, pray the prayers that are there, you will move forward very rapidly. And as you give yourself to be led by Father, you will find that it progressively becomes easier. So moving on to chapter 4, the flood. Incidentally, this this teaching is based on an e-book, which is available on the website. It's also in volume 1, of the physical books that are also available on the website menu item at the bottom of the, the menu. So we're looking at the flood, why it happened, how it happened. And we're going to start off by talking about degeneration to grow sin. Following Adam's fall, mankind progressively degenerated into sin and unbelief until 1,500 years after the creation of Adam only Noah and his son, eldest son Shem and their wives were in relationship with the Almighty Creator. Noah's son Japheth and his wife were unbelievers, and Noah's youngest son Ham and his wife were active ancestor, that is, demon worshippers. So what we see there, and one of the lessons that Father's been teaching me is that uh, because he's trying to please those that are close to him, he's made a number of mistakes. And so Noah's son Japheth went on to become uh, the peoples of the, the Far East who are primarily idolaters, unbelievers. There have been revivals there, particularly in South Korea, some in, in China, but the vast majority of people there for the last Four and a half thousand years have been idol worshippers and unbelievers. And Father said if he had not allowed Japheth to be in Noah's boat, then those people wouldn't have been around. In the same way, uh, the uh, Ham, the youngest son, were demon worshippers. So we see in Africa, the majority of the people there descended from Ham, and so ancestor worship is, is prevalent. And again, Father says if he'd not allowed Ham on the boat, 
then all of that wouldn't have happened. It would have been very, very different. It's really important to understand Father is learning just as much as we are. We are the first creation like this. And so Father doesn't know how to handle us. He doesn't know how to deal with us. He's created this bunch of highly intelligent beings that have got a mind of their own and really messing him around. So going back to the flood, after one and a half thousand years, Yahweh agreed to the destruction of the unbelievers, the offenders, by a global hydraulic and tectonic event, commonly referred to today as the flood. Remember that in terms of the rules of engagement in the contest between Yah and Satan, Yah could do nothing on earth without the agreement of a human being. This is so important. We read about these incidents where anointed servants perform great miracles. The only way that Yah could bring the flood was for Noah to pray for the flood. The only way for Moses to part the, the Red Sea was, or for Yah to part the Red Sea, was for Moses to ask him to part the Red Sea. So important. Father can do nothing in your life unless you ask him to do it. That's why the directional prayers that I talked about a few months ago are just so, so important. Give him permission. Bring the people you want into my life. Take the people you don't want in my life out, and so on and so on. Give Father permission to work in your life. It's so much easier that way. So then we see that Yah deflected an ice comet. In response to Noah's petition, Yah had an ice comet, a chunk of ice, deflected from the Kuiper belt, which is at the extreme of our solar system, and directed towards the Earth. He gave Noah the wisdom to build an extremely stable and extremely robust survival vessel made of wood. One of the tragedies of Bible worship is that people regard the Bible as definitive and then build up whole stories around a few paragraphs in the Bible. If you just think that it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, as the Bible says, you're going to have a great deal of difficulty in believing that there was a flood that wiped everybody out. If you understand what I'm sharing with you now, that a big chunk of ice hurtled towards the planet, collided with the planet, and flooded the planet, things look very different. You get to look at the geography and the topography of the Earth very, very differently. So the comet impacted the Earth. It shattered and melted thus covering the entire surface of the earth to a depth of at least one kilometer. At that stage, there were no major mountains. The earth was, was pretty uniform. It had an idyllic climate uh, from what people have been able to piece together from archaeological records. And uh, this big chunk of ice blasted into the atmosphere, started melting as it entered the atmosphere, so it started to rain, compacted, crashed into the, the surface of the earth, a uh, great big impact crater, and disintegrated and melted. And within a very short space of time, the entire planet was submerged in earth. You say, well, how is that possible? The earth is so big. Well, the comet only needed to be about 1,200 uh, miles in diameter in order to do that. And there are much bigger chunks of ice floating around in the Kuiper belt. And there's a, a, cr a crater on the surface of Mars of that sort of diameter, which speaks to a, uh, an ice comet hitting Mars. Um, but in that case, uh, it didn't uh, have the same consequences as the impact on Earth and uh, the water all evaporated and dis dissipated into space. But if you understand that a huge, huge impact smashed into the earth, 
that a huge volume of water was almost instantaneously delivered to the surface of the earth. Then the whole story of a global flood becomes so much easier to understand. The impact of the comet knocked the Earth off its vertical axis and out of its circular orbit around the Sun into an elliptical orbit. This change in inclination and change in orbit gave rise to massive forces in the crust of the Earth, leading to massive tectonic disruption in the form of fractures, volcanoes, upwelling of granite, upwelling of lava, etc. Folks, Try and visualize this perfectly spherical Earth orbiting in its perfectly circular orbit around the sun with a perfect moon orbiting in a perfect circle around the moon. The Earth with a vertical axis rotating steadily, very, very benign climate, really, really special place. And this comet whacks into it, knocks the, the Earth off its vertical axis to about 30-something degrees, and it's slowly wobbling back. It's now about 23 degrees. Knocks the Earth out of its circular orbit around the sun. Try and imagine the huge physical forces, the huge impact, the huge disruptive force that was impacted on the Earth by that situation. Uh, and understand how something as dramatic as that really could have wiped out everybody on the earth, barring those in a very robust survival vessel and the boat of Noah has been found, very substantial timber structure, riveted together, bolted together, capable of withstanding the impacts and everything that went with it. And uh, from what I gather, when they got into the, the, the boat, Noah strapped everybody down, all the animals strapped the human beings down, and then Father caused a deep sleep to fall on every living being in the ark, in the boat, until the flood was over and then woke them up when it was time to, to leave the boat. So now imagine you've got this earth that's circling the sun, that's got the moon orbiting it, it's got over a kilometer depth of water submerging the entire planet. It's rotating around its axis. So because the surface of the earth was submerged and the earth was rotating around its axis as well as orbiting the sun, and because of the orbit of the moon, massive tsunami-type waves ripped around the planet in one continuous swathe. These waves cut down the high ground and laid down the eroded material in vast horizontal beds, which we today know as sedimentary rock. This intense erosive force cut the tops of volcanoes and granite domes, as well as whatever high ground originally existed, and that which was upthrust during the event. And just imagine this going on day after day, this, these huge tsunamis ripping around the planet, massive erosion, massive deposition. The uh, metamorphosed sedimentary rocks that make up these uh, deposits where the South African gold mines are situated, go down to a depth of over six kilometers. There are uh, oil reserves in the Gulf of Mexico at a depth of 10,000 feet, which says that the deposition, the disruption went to that sort of level, five kilometers, 10,000 feet. Those are the sort of numbers we're talking about. And all over the world, the, the sedimentary rocks are at that sort of magnitude. If you drill down, if you look at the what's exposed in the mountains that have been upthrust, huge, huge disruption. 
In this process, the core heated and expanded. So the core of the Earth contains a nuclear reactor, which is why it is molten and why material from the core has a level of radioactivity. The core has progressively become hotter in the years following the creation of the Earth, resulting in a buildup of pressure in the core. This pressure was partially released through the cracks caused by the disruption of the surface in the form of volcanoes, lava flows, and granite upwellings. But then the pressure caused the core to expand with the surface of the Earth separating into what we now today know as the continental plates. It is estimated, based on how the continents fit together, that the Earth expanded in diameter by around 25%, from the point that the rupture on the surface took place and the defined shape of the continental plates. Imagine that. You've got this planet covered in water and then it splits open and expands. The Mariana Trench uh, in the Pacific near Japan is something like 12,000 meters Deep. I'm not sure if I've got my numbers right, but it's, it's extremely deep. I think it's about 11 kilometers deep. Huge, gaping crack in the Earth's surface which swallowed up water. So the water drained off the continents. This expansion and associated cracking of the surface of the Earth caused the water to drain off the continents with the resulting erosion giving rise to the broad landforms we have today, which were further refined by the resulting plates colliding, giving rise to the major mountain ranges such as the Andes, the Rockies, the Himalayas, etc. Now, it's important to understand that the expansion happened rapidly, with the result that there was massive erosion of the surface of the continents as the water ran off. And so you, you see these, these massive erosive forms uh, in so many parts of the world where the water rapidly drained off the the land as the, as the seas opened up, as the surface of the earth expanded. And so we, we see that this is not some little casual event where it rained for 40 nights and 40 days and it all got a bit wet and a bit of water built up. Because that begs the question, where did the water come from and where did it go? Well, we've now seen where the water came from and where it went to. And I would suggest for your consideration that if you seriously look at the landforms around you, wherever you live, and apply this understanding to the mountains and the valleys and the hills and the seas and the cliffs and, and everything else you see around you, you will suddenly understand that, yes, there has to have been a massive disruptive destructive event to have brought all of this into existence. And if you get that, my hope would be you begin to see that there really is a creator, that there really has been a massive judgment and you really rethink your attitude to the Almighty. I want to talk a little bit about videos. I've produced a set of videos that are available on two DVDs. If you go to the website, there's a, a menu item called Flood. And if you hover over that, there's a child page called Flood Videos. You'll find pages for each of the videos. You can download the videos. You can view the videos. They're on YouTube. Uh, you can download the videos. You can see the slides uh, with SlideShare. Um, I would encourage you to take that step. Go and, go and watch those videos. There's a very comprehensive analysis of what I've just shared with you in a few minutes in about three hours of, of video footage, which I put together over a period of years in order to, to demonstrate this. Um, as I said, they're on YouTube. Uh, you can download them off the website. If you look on YouTube, 
uh, and the, the, the YouTube uh, domain is Proof of Global Flood, one word. That's capital P-R-O-O-F, capital O-F, capital G-L-O-B-A-L, capital F-L-O-O-D, Proof of Go Global Flood, one word. If you put that in on YouTube, you'll find the videos there. So, coming re to recap, this event led to the development of completely new settlements of the earth by Noah and his sons. All human beings can be traced back to Noah through one of his three sons, and all animal forms can be traced back to the animals that survived on the survival vessel. What's also important to understand, there was a fairly high level of radioactivity, so there was a fair level of mutation. So the humans we have today are a little bit different to the way they were then. Uh, the animals are different. So out of one set of big cats came all the big cats, the lions, the tigers, the leopards, etc. And so, uh, and out of all the, uh, one set of dogs came all the dogs we have today. Uh, and so it goes uh, with butterflies and what have you. So the diversity we have today is uh, a manifestation of the um, uh, metamorphic impact of the radioactive. So to recap, Adam is ruler, rebellion and falling away. We have seen that Adam was intended to exercise dominion over Satan. It was pointed out that by obeying Satan, Adam gave authority and dominion on earth to Satan. We noted that as a consequence of this act, Satan became the mighty one, the god of this earth. It was shown that the only way a human can succeed with the creator is to have victory over sin. We observed that Yeshua, Jesus, is the only human being who's fully achieved this goal. We noted that after his resurrection, Yeshua delegated his authority to those who followed his example. We noted that very few understand this. We went on to discuss the so-called flood and how it happened, starting with degeneration into gross sin. We recognized that Noah and Yah agreed to destruction by a flood. We heard that Yah deflected an ice comet to strike the earth and Noah built a boat. It was explained that the ice comet struck the earth and melted, flooding the earth. We learned that the impact knocked the earth off its orbit around the sun and off its axis. We discovered that this gave rise to massive tsunami waves. We saw that the core of the earth heated and expanded and the water drained off the continents. And reference was made to a suite of videos that set out the above in great detail. So to wrap up, there are five key documents on the website. All of them are main menu web pages. The creator desires a deep personal relationship with you near the bottom of the menu. Absolutely key that you understand that. Father wants to have a relationship with you. I urge you, if you haven't read that article or listened to that teaching, to go and do so today. Seven components in drawing close to the Creator, also near the bottom of the menu. I've referred to that several times tonight. So important. If you, want, if you have heard this and you want to get closer to Father, that's a must read. Recommended worship near the bottom of the menu. Songs that I strongly recommend, I've taught on them uh, some months ago. The songs are all there to download. The Creator's name is Yah the Eternally Self-Existing at the top of the menu. Really important to understand Father's true names. Where will you spend eternity? What's required in order to qualify to sit on a high throne for eternity? Uh, I taught on this a, f a month or so ago. Really important that you understand that it is possible to sit on a high throne. It's there for you. Please go for it. All available at www.endtimeissueministries.org. Transcript of nearly all the teachings in this series are available on the website at the bottom on the radio page. Recordings of nearly all of the teachings broadcast so far are available on the radio page. And they are all available at http colon forward slash forward slash relationshipwithcreatorradio.com that's one word relationship with creator radio click on the show and then podcasts books constituting a compilation of most writings published since 1998 are available near the bottom of the menu at the compilation of most writings page and are physical avail physically available if you write to me
I publish regular email articles. Email james at org to be added to the list or to seek counsel or prayer or give me feedback. Visit the website and use the Google search, the article keyword cloud, the table of contents, and the article search to locate the information you're looking for. The overall menu also gives you a lot of information. In closing, thank you for listening. Please send me your questions on the W4CY webpage. I'll answer them in the next broadcast. Please email me to join the mailing list at james at endtimeissueministries.org. If you decide to draw close to the Almighty, please let me know, and we can connect on Skype, Zoom, email, or telephone so that I can help you with your journey. I hope to connect with you again next week when we will continue to explore how to become a friend of the Creator. I can't stress enough, folks. Father wants you, you, right? That's right. Yes, you. Look in the mirror. He wants you to become his friend. And he wants to make it easier for you. If you apply those seven steps in drawing close, you will find that within a couple of years, you can get to a really close relationship with him. He will meet you wherever you are today. Just ask him. There are prayers in the previous programs, prayers on the website. Just get on your knees right now and ask him to come and meet you. Show you that he's real. Fill you with his spirit. And it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're rich or poor, whether you're black or white, whether you're educated or not educated. He wants you to be his friend. Good night. Bye.